Get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide. Welcome to Conflicts, the podcast. Today, we will be covering the 1984 film Revenge of the Nerds. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome. Zoe's here for me. <laughs> All right. I am your moderator, Laura. They will sometimes call me Lulu. I have split personalities. I'm safe for the general public. Along with me, I have one of our reviewers over here, Nick. Say hey, Nick. Hello. And Rich, say hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. You can always count on Rich for a classic dad joke. As I said, today we are covering Revenge of the Nerds, a brief synopsis. Nerds Gilbert and Lawrence head to college with dreams of a great time, only to quickly have their hopes dashed by a fraternity of jocks who bully them from day one. So the guys and their fellow nerds band together and plot their revenge. This movie was released July 20, 1984, directed by Jeff Canoe, not spelled like the boat. Is a canoe a boat? I don't know. Calling it that. Anyway, stars Anthony Edwards, Robert Carradine, James Cromwell, who then went by Jamie, which yeah. I find adorable. It did say it, Jamie Cromwell. Jamie Cromwell. John Goodman and many more. A very young John Goodman. All right, this moment right here is going to serve as your spoiler warning. From this point forward, we will be spoiling this movie. But as I said, it came out July 20th of 1984. If you haven't seen it yet, I really don't feel that bad for spoiling it for you. It's you 35 years old. If you have not seen this movie, it's most likely because it's so old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might be younger than this movie. Yep. All right, few fun facts. This was filmed at the University of Arizona, and the University of Arizona Greek Council actually fought the production and did not want it to film there, but the production won in the end. Do, uh, you, do you know why he, they allowed it there? I didn't want to know. It's from the movie The Graduate. They wanted to film The Graduate there, and they said no. Uh, so the administration did not want to lose out on that kind of publicity again, so said yes. Interesting. Well, <laughs> you have Dustin Hoffman to thank. Uh, the scenes between Booger and Takashi were improvised. They literally just told him, like, yeah, find a thing. So they found a deck of cards, and they made it a shtick through the whole movie. That's pretty funny. And the University of Connecticut in 2006 created a real trilam for all races, genders, religion, classes, and gender and sexual identity and orientation that's not actually affiliated with a formal frat, but they did it out of the movie, and they made their own Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. I, I think they actually ended up being like six chapters or something. I, I believe some other people adopted that, and there were some other chapters Which formed. is kind of a cool idea, you know. Mm, that part was. Let everybody in. So this was my first viewing of this movie, this year in 2019 and usually i'm super reserved and nice and i hold my opinions back and i let nick and rich go first mm -mm. no not this time i'm not holding it in this movie is a steaming pile of horse manure what nick also you almost didn't get to watch it this go around because it was hard to find yeah there's some weird like contractual thing it's not on any streaming services you can't run it on voodoo you can't run it on prime Rich actually like found it on Amazon, like a physical copy that he ordered that is, get this, on part of the Guys Being Guys collection. That's a true If that story. doesn't <laughs> paint a picture for you, it's got Porky's <laughs> The Bachelor Party and Revenge of the Nerds on it. 
winners all the way around. All true statements. Back to the horse manure. <laughs> there is no soul, no substance, no heart, no depth, cheap humor in this movie. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, but it would not get any better. There is literally no point to this movie. They pathetically try in the last few minutes to give like this movie of the week. We the bullied will rise up and unite kumbaya moral to the story. But even that falls flat. Aside from the problematic demeanor and behavior, this is just lazy storytelling. If you create fully flushed characters and put them in a fully flushed world and create an emotional connection and make your audience care that an audience will be willing to forgive a lot more than you think. But this movie couldn't even be bothered to do that. These are two-dimensional characters at best with half-assed writing, even worse attempts at humor. This movie is inexcusable and is a case study of how the psyche of the 1980s was so badly damaged that the world is still trying to recuperate. By the way, I give it an F minus. I forgot that part. <laughs> She's like, I went right on by the rating and straight into the rant. I went rolling and I forgot that part. And that part is important. I don't know if you can fail with a minus, but this movie did. You fail with an F. So I mean Well, this movie failed with an F minus. Like, this is an F minus minus. This is my class. Yeah. And those are the rules. So like you give it a ten percent? A six. Oh, okay. Six percent. Out of a possible hundred. Which, interestingly enough, is also the amount it cost was $6 million. They made that movie very cheap. They did. It made $60 million at the box office. Uh, so it was a highly Dear successful Lord movie. Dear Lord. In the, in the 80s, though, it was $6 million. Like, now you're like, oh, they made that movie for $6 mil? Like, it was that's still, cheap. It was still pretty, was pretty cheap. cheap. Was that still cheap? That okay. was still pretty cheap. And then the Especially $60 million, for something on location. It's still a pretty decent haul. For that time frame, so this was uh, this was considered a financially successful movie at the time. All right, I dove in head first. <laughs> Nick, oh, you want me to go first? Over yes. Rich? Oh, okay. Nick, tell us how you feel about Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. I will not be kind. Whatever you have to say, no, both of you need to know that now. That's totally fine. Uh, I gave it a B, not a B minus, not a B plus. I just gave it a B. It I now give you a- an F in life. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, it didn't age well, mm-hmm. but this movie paved the way. Wait, hold up real quick. You saw this for the first time when? Oh, I was probably like in third grade. Like so like early 90s? Early 90s. So it wasn't like, it was old, but it wasn't gotcha. that old. This movie had a very long life in the rental uh, oh, they used to VHF play it on like TNT every other weekend, yeah. too. I've seen snippets of it, just never watched it start to uh, finish. It was, Thank God. Hey, it's actually going to be playing on CMT uh, tonight. <laughs> I don't have cable. I don't know things. I thought that was no, the country music channel. It, it, it is. It was bad. The, the edited version was bad simply because uh, they have to edit out the worst parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. So And it, it makes even less sense. And it, it I don't know. I, I feel like if somebody were going to watch at this point in time, you should go ahead and watch the full Monty. Right. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I gave this movie a B, and it's not because it holds a special place in my heart. I do think it's a funny movie. I still think it's funny. Not all of it is the comedy is aging well, but neither is Eddie Murphy's stand-ups. It's still hilarious from the first time I saw it. But again, that comedy isn't the same as it is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie paved the way for people like Ernest Cline the author and uh, yeah, I don't filmmaker know for uh, Ready Player One. And, oh, right. Okay. I mean, that held a special place in his heart. Uh, it helped for Seth MacFarlane, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, his character development for American Dad, the guy who voices one of Stan's fr- or Steve's friends is the guy who played Booger in uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helped. Oh, I can't even tell you another comedian that it helped pay the way. It was sort of like that early comedy of how SNL was very raunchy and not politically correct back in the day, but it's sort of like a lampoon's movie that's not a lampoon's movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a way to do that, though, that's not just devoid of everything. But that was the thing. It pushed the envelope for its time. Now it's just completely like, holy crap, like, no way. That mm-hmm. is completely wrong. But I wasn't alive in 1984. I was just a twinkle in my dad's eye. I have no idea. But when I watched it in third grade, like, you're like, oh, this is hysterical. What? They're breaking into the girl's sorority house. Like, and, and the names were hysterical. The, ceiling the names of the sororities anybody? were still funny. Like, the pies and the ugly, nerdy girls were the moos. And it's like, <laughs> the hair it's gross and sad, but it's still funny. Like, I wouldn't say that to somebody, but I kind of like dark humor anyway. Do I still think it's a great movie? Absolutely not. Like, it kind of sucked, but I still give it a B for paving the way of people. And for that nostalgia factor a little bit? Not really, because it wasn't like that movie didn't come out when I was a kid. I just. Yeah, but you watched it when you were a kid. I did watch it as a kid, but it was already like 15, 12, well, not even that. It's probably 12 years old by the the time I watched it or a little older. Hmm. But I don't know. With I feel like without it, we wouldn't have the. Same people pushing the envelope like Seth MacFarlane or mm-hmm. uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. I mean, look at South Park. That is the only show on television that will push the envelope like Revenge of the Nerds did. And they get away with it. It's That's- sick humor. It's very sick. And it's wrong in every single way, shape, or form. But it's you're still going to laugh at it. That's like a, it's, a, it's a take. It's an opinion. We're moving It on. is an opinion. That's the Rich, point of conflict. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I am old enough. I saw this movie when it came out. I was really young. Um, I would have been 10 when this came out. But it was so prominent in the culture, you almost couldn't not see it at that point. You, you know, Pretty much everybody saw it. And it had such a long life that this movie was still uh, something that people were renting when I was well into high school, uh, you know, colleges. I remember they would have Revenge of the Nerds Nights where they would show it in like the student centers. So oh, this, dear Lord. This movie was wildly popular. Um, it did have a long life, it right. A, it had a very long life after uh, its theatrical release as well. So I, I have a very different perspective in the fact that I, I was around for all of this. I, I have not seen this movie in a long time. It had probably been 15, 20 years since oh, I actually okay. watched. So it's going to leave a very different taste in your mouth now. Yeah, it's been a long time since I actually like watched the movie through. Um, and watching it this time, eh, man, I kind of went through a very broad spectrum of emotion with this movie simply because I realized that I was seeing um, an older version of me in many ways, because at that time in my life where I, I lived, that was, that's what it was like to be a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had this conversation a lot lately. That was very much guys being guys. And it, it was, was that way in the nineties too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like if you saw mm-hmm. a boob on a VHS movie, you're like, what? <laughs> I don't have to cover my eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I would I would like to lie to you and say that I knew better at that stage in my life when this movie was popular, but I have to be honest, when that movie came out myself, nor do I remember anybody else having a conversation, uh, did we think that anything there was wrong? Yeah, it wasn't mm. problematic it, behavior. It wasn't, yeah, we didn't look at that and say, oh my gosh, that, that was awful that they did that. We all laughed. We all laughed and said that was funny. 
And like I said, th- this was a movie that was popular during some of my developmental years. And this and other movies, like I thought this is how guys were supposed to act with mm-hmm. girls. Um, you, you know, if uh, for the, the female listeners out there, uh, this is a point I would like to make to you. Uh, this, this is what we were fed. As a, as, a, as a young man during that time frame, mm-hmm. this is what we were given as examples. Now, people might say, but it's a movie. You're not supposed to. Nobody told us that then. Everybody learns but from movies. This is, what, this is the kind of stuff that we're given as examples. And honestly, the guys around us, and I'm sure there are exceptions, and I'm sure other people had other, other experiences, but this was the predominantly um, most common type of influence that I had around me and was given to me, both in, both in the greater culture and in my life. So when I became an awkward teenager, I had absolutely zero skills for how to deal with women because I thought they were these objects with boobies mm-hmm. <laughs> and that the idea of seeing hair pie was like the holy grail. Mm-hmm. I'm so immature. I'm laughing at boobies. And like, uh, uh. Wait, 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 wait. Duty. <laughs> <laughs> and that all of, the, all of these tropes were real and this is what you should aspire to. Now, I, I would personally, as your friend and a female, like to congratulate you on your strides as a human <laughs> being, bro, because you are but, you are leaps and bounds above where you were as a teenager, my friend. But see, that's the thing. I don't blame movies, books, video games or anything for the way people end up. You know what I mean? Mm, it's a it, it's no, it's a factor. Uh, blame is a long way to go. I, yeah. won't, I won't go blame. Here's what I will say. When you have that much predominant influence in the lives of the average person, you can't be super surprised when the result isn't where you want it to be. So uh, it, does it blame them? No. No more than I could use that as, a, as an excuse for any poor behavior on my part, which it is not what I'm trying to do. normalizes it for society right. is what, the I'm greater not, problem. Because I'm, I'm gonna, if I'm once again the train of being 100% honest, many of my early, let's call them dating mistakes, came from the fact that I did not know how to treat a, a, a girl, a female, how to interact. I did not know how to have a conversation. I didn't know what to say or how to do or how to treat them. Um, the, these were... You know, and I, I honestly, the, even saying how to treat them, uh, the fact that I thought that there was a way you had to treat them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought that the whole point was, well, what you need to do is outthink them and outwit them, and then you will get sex. Uh, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that was very much the, uh, the, the moral of the 80s story. It, it was, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Now, I like to think that I very quickly figured out some of these mistakes, and fortunately there were no... Uh, I don't have any horror stories about... You didn't rape anybody? I did not rape anybody. <laughs> that um, is in a gro- Darth Vader mask? That is the nastiest cool. part of that whole movie, um, I will good say. Good for you. But, Thanks, but at buddy. the time, nobody saw that movie and said the word rape. Oh, no, right. absolutely not. It, it did not happen. It was not... There's probably many people who would see it today and be like, what are you talking about with rape? It, well, you know, that's, that's the excuse you have. You have the, oh, what do you mean? I just can't go around grabbing girls' ass anymore at work. And you're like, no, well, no, you, you, no, you, ne- can't. you, you never could. Uh, well, you know, this movie is that personified. This is what it was showing us that was okay, that what you should be doing is figuring out a way to see those boobies. It was okay to plant cameras in the girls' uh, sorority house and that they would sit around all night long having pillow fights in their underwear with their boobies <laughs> out because yeah. that's what women did. That's, that's what you do. See, but that's so weird. Though. I mean, not it's not weird. Right. I shouldn't say that. Uh, it's weird to me because you obviously grew up during that time frame. I grew up in the early 90s. I never had that thought process. Like, I still can't talk to girls. Like, and I'm married and I have a hard time. Yeah, look- you also married up. So I don't know how you managed Yeah, I know. I, uh, but I never look hardly anybody in the eyes. I'm so awkward. I'm like, <laughs> it, it's, I'm just, 
weird trying to speak to people. It's kind of weird that I'm even on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is now that you're having so much difficulty talking. Yeah. It's fun. But uh, I don't know. I, I've always had that in my mind. Like you always treat women with respect. You never do anything to harm people or an animal. Like whatever I played in a video game or saw in a movie is make believe. Like that was just ingrained by good parenting. Good for your parents. Good for your mom. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it's great that it worked out that way. I just, I, I know that back during the '80s, that was not what was in the culture. Yeah, right, the '70s but... and '80s was uh, people. What was normalized in society was that a woman was a conquest. Yeah, even beer advertisement end. where yeah. they had supermodels being beer spokespeople, women, whatever. I, I, I was ashamed of the way I talked about girls slash women during that time of my life. Uh, when looking back, the things that I, I, you know, I would have said on a normal basis with my buddies, uh, it's embarrassing yeah. now that I look back. And once again, I, I don't want to sit here and blame, the, oh, the movies told me to do it. It wasn't my fault. Yeah. Um, but I do recognize those influences. Mm-hmm. And, and fortunately, as uh, I gained some maturity, maybe just a little, uh, <laughs> I, don't just, want, I, don't, I won't claim to be mature because I'm still pretty immature in many ways. But, uh, you know, I, I learned those things were wrong and bad and why and, and understood uh, however, I am going to back Nick up on one point here. Oh, God. This movie... That's weird. <laughs> it'll never happen again. <laughs> Everybody mark in your calendars. This movie launched a lot of things that ended up becoming good and that we like. There were a lot of influences that were taken from this movie and became good things. This was the first pro-geek slash nerd movie that was out there. This was really the beginning of that movement of where things started to change. And you know now today where geek is chic, mm-hmm. uh, th- that this was really a catalyst for... A lot of that you wouldn't have uh, many of the things that we have. You reference them like I look at Worms or we. That's Sheldon. That's Sheldon Cooper. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. without this movie, we wouldn't have Big Bang Theory. You don't. It, these are direct results of those things. Now, I, I'm not saying that that makes it all right. No. I, I'm just recognizing the fact that you don't get to some of the good things we have if you didn't have this movie kind of kicking down that door, so to speak. Well, it's like I've said to you, I don't remember if I've said it on the podcast, but I know I've said it to you guys a hundred times. Movie is art Mm -hmm. and art is subjective. You can look at a painting and one person love it and one person hate it. The same thing with a movie. This could, this is not my style of art. It is still art and to someone it matters and it did do something to move people forward. So just because I don't like it doesn't mean you guys can't like it. Oh, there's several people that probably didn't like it when it came out in 84. I don't know. I loved this movie at the, in, in the day. I did. I, I was a big fan of this movie. I'm not now. Um, and, and much of that is because I like to think I've grown and I, I understand things better. Uh, so I, I won't go so far as I, I hate this movie because I recognize the steps that it led to, uh, which is why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ultimately settle on a D plus for this movie. And I'm giving it the D plus simply because, uh, you know, it, we really, it really did. It led mm-hmm. to good things, mm-hmm. even though so much of this movie is awful so, so it almost it almost has a passing grade but not quite it yeah. is passing technically d's get degrees d yeah nice d is for diploma um <laughs> but i i do recognize the horribleness of this movie in so many you know these are very stereotypical nerds mm-hmm. and geeks they're they're caricatures they're not actually characters well, speaking about recognizing the things that are less than stellar that's a great segue into the best of times and the worst <laughs> of times usually we start with the best and end with the worst. This time we're going to start with the worst and end with the best so we can end on a high note. Why don't you Nick. start with the worst? Okay, I already have one. <laughs> no, you started off the podcast. Why don't the you start movie. with the worst? Yeah. All right. The worst part of this movie was when it started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what's the worst part of this movie for you? 
I, you know, I'm probably going to say it was the not called what it is, the rape scene at the mm-hmm, end. In the fun house? Yeah. I mean, because you can't, you can say it was rape because she didn't know who it was. It was. I mean, it, it totally it, was. Yeah. But all, all I'm saying is that at the time, nobody, nobody it called so, it. What was missing was and a roofie. And being an adult now and watching it, I'm like, oh. Shit, that's gross. That's yeah, really it's gross. It's grody. It's so. But grody. as a kid, when I watched it in third like, oh, grade, I was funny. like, "I'm like, what's he doing? I don't know what he's doing. They're making out on the moon." Bounce. Well, good, good call on, on the worst part there. What about you, Rich? Um, I'm actually going to pick a different one, and not that that isn't terrible. I'm going to pick a different one because I knew that one was terrible, and I knew it was coming up because I remember. I'm actually going to pick one that I'd forgotten mm-hmm. that was terrible. So when it happened, I was like, I remembered. Oh yeah, there's that. And that is right there at the very end when he's grabbing the microphone and they're getting ready to, to, to beat, uh, beat him up one more time. And then suddenly, here come all the scary black people to frighten him away. Ah, uh, yes. Uh-huh. Racism on display. Oh, it was... I had forgotten about that scene quite I honestly. I did too. And yeah. how just horribly racist it was. First of all, it made no sense that they were there. And second of all, all they did was walk out there and suddenly everybody's like, oh shit, there's black people here. We have to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at us. Because they're all carrying sling blades. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was this awful, horribly racist scene. that I, I said, oh shit, I forgot about that one. So I'm going to pick that scene as the worst for me. Okay. Now let's end this segment on a high note. For me, the best part was when it was over. <laughs> there was nothing in that movie that you were like, that was a funny joke. No. Really? I, you go I, I wondered that without the uh, sign of the times, uh, kind of remembering back to the era. Yeah, I had no, I had no nostalgia. I had no kindness for this. I, I, I don't have a kind word. Uh, to see, say that for was it. my deal. I went in rewatching this with you guys, like acting like I hadn't seen it before, even though I know I had. Like, yeah. but it had been so long that it was kind of like watching a new movie. I mean, I hadn't watched it in like fifteen. Okay, years. if you make me pick a base, uh, best part, I think it was cool that there was an openly gay character that. They, in 1984. In 1984. Yeah. I think that was pretty cool. I mean, the way he was treated was very homophobic, and there were lots of jokes at his expense and whatever, but to have a black gay character, that was pretty cool. Um, you yeah. know, it was. Actually, at the time, it was very progressive, even though stereotypical. All right, for me, the best is I'm going to pick a, a slightly strange one. Uh, Donald Gibb as Ogre. Interesting mm. choice. I actually liked the character as Ogre. He was a caricature as well, mm-hmm. um, but I, I thought that he was just over the top enough that he sometimes kind of reminded you that there's a little hyperbole in the movie that they're showing. He he kind of made it a little less real, which actually helped the movie in some ways. Plus, I thought it was a funny character to have the literal big dumb jock who is just, he's just, just an ogre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always thought that was a funny character. He's a, To me, he's actually the funniest guy in the movie. Hmm. What about you, Nick? Uh, it's lame, but it's funny. Uh, I like the montage of them fixing the house because oh, there classic is, 80s movie that's montage. A mm-hmm. classic 80s move right there is doing a montage to something i don't mm-hmm. know shopping repairing a house mm-hmm. i don't movie even know montage, yeah, yeah yes. to me that's still, this one even included a robot yeah and it was still <laughs> funny they had comedy in there like i love the blind well nearly blind nerd there who mm-hmm. the is like guy. mr magoo yeah. <laughs> uh, poindexter running poindexter yeah, yeah. That was that was the funny part, and when the robot attacked him during the yeah. '80s montage, I like that part. Uh, you know, that was a good. I mean, out of the whole movie, that one was pretty, pretty good. All right, now I dive into the female <laughs> factor, y'all. <laughs> so I'm gonna be brief because I could rant on this piece of horse shit all day, <laughs> and nobody wants to hear that. So here is a brief list of the atrocities carried out by our quote-unquote heroes <laughs> that go unchallenged by anyone in this movie. 
sexual harassment, groping, peeping Tom, unwanted surveillance, rape. This is just a short list. I don't, and I don't even know if unwanted surveillance really oh no. quantifies how terrible that was. No, no. It was it was the shortest way I could think to word it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the short list of the morally bankrupt things done to women and doesn't even broach the moral bankruptcy on the whole, like getting a little kid drunk, the rampant racism, homophobia, fat phobia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This does not pass the Bechtel test, doesn't treat women kindly, doesn't even treat them as normal human beings who think for themselves. It is gross and disgusting. I am mad that it exists. End rant. <laughs> I, I want you to know, Laura. <laughs> this movie's rough nowadays. I, it's uh, rough. I, I still like this movie, only because That's like okay. what I said. Art is subjective. But I want you to know that I knew what happened in this movie, and I picked it just to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> Nick picked this movie, and we all watched it together last night, I and I wanted to, be jerk. to beat him. Like, he's sitting next to me on the couch, and I'm like, I really want to beat you. I didn't. I held it in. But anyway. Hey, speaking of people picking movies, did you know that you can reach out to us directly and request us to cover movies. That's right. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We even have our own website. It's conflictspod.com. That's C-O-N-F-L-I-C-K-S pod.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at conflictspod. We would love to hear from you. Give us your suggestions, your constructive criticism. Tell us what movie you would like to hear us do next. We look forward to hearing from you. What do you say, guys? That's a wrap? Uh, do the laugh. Yeah. Do the laugh. Do the laugh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>